Welcome. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I host a weekly radio show that gets turned into this podcast, the one you're listening to right now. If you're an early riser, you can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. It also streams on WPRK.org, or you can subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Regardless of where you listen, this show is about people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. The neat person for this episode is Sarah Fisk, a.k.a. Sarah Nicholas, a.k.a. Aria Kane. Yes, Sarah is an author with several pen names. We talk about all of them. The Orange County Library System, that's where one of the Sarahs works, and the writing industry. For more on Sarah and all of the other guests, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Arcade Fire on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special... I do this every week on Monday mornings. I should say that I do this at this time every week, in case you were wondering. When I say every week, it's not specific enough. One thing that is the same along with the time, which is 7 to 9 a.m. every Monday, is that I have a very special and amazing guest. This week is no exception. Sarah Fisk is here. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we met uh, a few months ago at an event called Florida BlogCon, mm-hmm. and I said, you should be on the show. <laughs> Is that how I said it? Something like that. I, I, I say it very accusingly, yeah. usually, when I'm talking to people. Yeah, it did feel a little like an assault. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> wow. Uh, so Sarah's uh, giving it back to me as good <laughs> as she's getting it. Great. Uh, so Sarah, what you and I don't know each other very well. Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of research on you and you mm-hmm. have, uh, approximately, and this is just by my count, if it's underestimating, please let me know. 8,000 things going on yeah, that's, at any given time. Yeah, that's about right. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and get to know you a little bit better before I do that though. I, I would be remiss to say that that song we just heard was Arcade Fire mm-hmm. from their album Funeral that was Wake Up. So I was doing kind of, it is uh, New Year's Eve Eve today. Oh, Happy New Year's yeah. Eve Eve. Uh, and so I wanted to play some songs that I thought would be good for the new year. So Sounds that's one. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so let's get to know you a little bit better. We're going to play a game. I'm going to say something, and you're going to tell me if you're for it or against it. But uh, instead of saying for it or against it, you're going to say pay an arm or a leg. Pay an arm if you're for something because that means it's worthwhile. Like you need Mm -hmm. your arms, from what I understand. Yeah, don't need my legs at all. So Uh, less so than your arms (laughs) is what I'm thinking. Okay. So if you're for something, pay an arm. If you're against something, pay a leg. Okay. All right. It does sound weird now that I say it out loud. Yeah. Usually I write this out. (laughs) Do you ever do as an author? Do you write a lot of stuff out and then read it out loud and realize that maybe that's not how people talk? Um. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my life. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because everything is scripted here. Everything that I'm saying to you right now, obviously, mm. I've written down. I'm reading off the script. Mm-hmm. I gave you a script. I noticed you're going off script. Um, <laughs> and that's very disturbing to me. So, but we'll go with it. We'll just, just got to wing it. All right. New Year's Eve, Eve. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about resolutions? Pay an arm or a leg? Um, pay an arm to an extent. Okay. Yeah. What's that extent? Uh, I think that it's good to set goals. Like, it's not necessarily 
You don't necessarily have to do it at the beginning of the year, though, right? You can set goals anytime. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I also feel like a lot of people set goals for themselves that they have, like, no intention of following through on. <laughs> so, so I will go to the gym three times a day oh, is one of mine that's, for this year. That's Do you feel lot. like that's not realistic? Probably not. Oh, ah, okay. Unless by the gym you mean, like, your living room? Uh, no, no, no. The actual gym. Oh. Three times a day. I'm not going to exercise or anything. I'm oh, just gonna you're just going to go. Gonna there. go. I heard they have good smoothie bars, so. 100%. There you go. I'm going to drink smoothies three times a day. I think that would be more accurate. Oh. <laughs> have you ever been a resolution consultant? Because you're really good at this. Um, You know, I should do that. Should I should add that. that onto my <laughs> The 8,001 things. Yeah. things. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, driverless cars or the self-driving cars? Hand arm or yeah. leg? Mm, I'm really, really torn on this because I am for them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I need, I don't think it will work unless every car is a driverless car. So you want to get in there and make sure that there are no drivers just doing their own thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, but then also, like, you have to think about hacking. Sure. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. There are lots of movies that are showing why that's bad. So <laughs> I think most of the time it'll be done to get us to places because uh, people want to sell us something. Mm. So it'll yeah. be like to get us like, oh, let's go out and get dinner. And we're going one way and the cars hurt us. And then it sends that information to Olive Garden mm. and the pe- the lovely people at Darden who are here in town yeah. say, OK, let's hack their system and get them over to an Olive Garden. Hmm. <laughs> is that just how my mind works? I don't I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I, I just don't see the hacking as really that evil. I just think I've it's seen gonna be. like alternative plans that are like basically driverless mass transit systems. Sure. Love so that. it's just like especially in large cities, just like a, a network of like buses and cabs, basically. Yeah. And then I don't think that would be too bad. I think that would be a nice middle road. I if yeah, I think a lot of people have said like Self-driving cars, wonderful. Can we also do something about public transit? Yeah. Especially in cities like Orlando. Yeah, definitely. I'm with that. I mean, I wouldn't mind, like, taking a nap when I have to drive to my parents. Of course. 50 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah, So. Parents. (laughs) Do you like to rest up before you go visit your parents? Is that important? Oh, yeah. It's it's a tiring I only go on my day off and I sleep in ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. Moving on. How do you feel about the beach? an arm or a leg uh a leg i don't i don't really like going to the beach you don't go to the beach well like one you know i'm the same color as like a sheet of copy paper okay so <laughs> i have to put on a lot of sunscreen it would be dangerous in other words for yeah. you to go potentially and then the sun you know beating down on me i have to like put on sunscreen every hour mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then i just don't like sand in my clothing Okay, so if your clothing came pre-sanded, oh, no. maybe you could get more used to it? That Is that terrible. what you're saying? No. Oh, weird. No. That's what I got from it. Okay. I would rather go to a pool than a beach. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So you do like the water, though. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, my dad's Coast Guard. I grew up around the water. Okay. I could swim before I could walk, so. Wow. Yeah. All right. Not many people can say that. Yeah. Well, they were, like, terrified that I would, like, fall in. Because they were around the water. Yeah. They just had you on the boat. All the time. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> uh, so you were like the mascot of the Coast Guard. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> you wouldn't. I would because I don't know 
anything about. Uh, this was just announced. Let me change the subject. Mm. Uh, pizza box trash bins. They're going to put in some in downtown Orlando. What does that mean? So apparently you can't just throw them in the recycling bin, your pizza okay. boxes, yeah. because they've got food stuffs yeah. on them. But there is a way to recycle them. So the city of Orlando is going to have some bins specifically for pizza boxes. And my understanding is they will recycle them in the way that is uh, eligible for them to be recycled. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Pay an arm or a leg. Um, arm. Yeah. Yeah. So I you, go to Pizza at Yola all mm -hmm. the time. So <laughs> hopefully there I will work be downtown. one. Yeah. yeah. Around there. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. They should just put one right outside pizza hat oh i was gonna say your office but yeah that's you yeah do that. yeah <laughs> so yeah there's apparently going to be five of them downtown so okay. uh we'll mark them off somehow yeah and so you know where they are i actually take my recycling downtown because they don't do recycling at my place so we're downtown um, oh to your where office? i work yeah oh yeah you just bring in a bag of recycling yeah. oh nice mm -hmm. i have it in my car right now actually <laughs> lovely lovely that's a really smart idea all right doorbell cameras oh an arm or a leg um you know until a couple weeks i i would have said arm but now all those stories have come out about them being hacked and, yeah and they're like tormenting children and stuff with it, weird stuff yeah. yeah um and then also i'm on i'm on <laughs> i'm in a facebook group for a neighborhood that i don't live in which is like a long story but i stay in it for the entertainment value of people um, just yeah hollering at each and other or people are constantly posting pictures from their doorbell cameras that are like this person is parked outside my house. And it's like, you live on a very busy street. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yes, someone's parked outside your house. Is it just day. a matter of maybe it's just a record of their lives? Mm. Maybe they just want people to know who's parked at, outside their house every day. Yeah, in case they something happens. In case something happens or just in general. Maybe they're making one of those videos of like over the course of 10 years <laughs> here are all the people who parked outside of my house. Yeah. Time lapse. Hmm. You're thinking now. No. No, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> a bad idea. How do you feel about as a writer, how do you feel about cursive? The writing style. Cursive. Pan armor leg. Um leg and here's why. Okay. I have to read people's handwriting for like my day job sometimes mm -hmm. and every time it's cursive I can't it's like I have to get an email address so I need every letter right and I can't read them I mean be, not because I can't read cursive but because people are like messy with their cursive okay so it's more a handwriting ability yeah and legibility like I love it when the person's like a trained engineer because it's all caps and like mm -hmm. the letters are like separate and everything that's great <laughs> So that's why we have a lot of uh, engineering speakers at the uh, Orlando Library. Mm, you know, we don't. Yeah. We should yeah. have more. Yeah. You're in control. That's <laughs> one of your 8,000 jobs. All right. How do you feel about space cookies? Space cookies? Yeah. What are so space cookies? They just launched uh, recently in the last month or two, uh, the first oven to mm -hmm. be housed on the International Space Station because okay. obviously they haven't wanted to do something like that. Along with cookie dough. Oh. So they will make the first cookies in space. Are they going to eat them all there? Or are they going to send some to us? I don't know that they're going to send any back. I don't know if oh. it's worthwhile, but uh, that would be a very valuable cookie. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm for it. I Like the astronauts, they have a hard job. They need some mm -hmm. cookies. Freshly baked cookies. Freshly baked cookies. Yeah. 
And can you imagine how good it's going to smell up there? It's going to smell so good. Oh my gosh, they're going to be so hungry. What if there's only like five or six cookies and there's, I don't, I'm not really sure. Maybe there's nine people up there. Um, I guess I have to cut them in half. Okay. Yeah. All right, fine. I'm share. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just going to eat that cookie myself. How do you feel about professional wrestling? Pay an arm or a leg? Oh, leg. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. At all. Yeah. What is your guilty pleasure of choice? Like entertainment wise? Yeah. Hmm. Um, that you will admit to on the radio. Yeah. Well, I just really, <laughs> I love like some of the like really corny science fiction fantasy shows. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love Winona Earp. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you know that one. Yeah. So that's, that's one of them. And the thing about Winona Earp though is it's like, it's kind of a mess, but like it also knows it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it like leans into it. Self-aware so enough that it, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very nice. How do you feel about tiny houses? Oh, I love them. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we were talking this morning. I'm a minimalist. So um, the, I've actually like considered it. But the only reason is I have a dog and I don't want to put him in a, in a tiny house. I don't think that would be fair. A relatively large dog <laughs> as well, right? Yeah. He's 60 pounds. Yeah. 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 So he would need his own tiny house. Yeah. He, well, he would need like, yeah, a yard. <laughs> um, I mean, he's older now, so he doesn't move as much, but still. Oh, there you go. It would be really small. So tiny him. house with a big yard. Yeah. And you'd be good. Why not? How was it getting rid of all your stuff? You mentioned that you'd gone through a purge yeah. a little while ago. And as somebody who goes to uh, an author, somebody who goes to a lot of book conventions mm-hmm. and book fairs, uh, works at the library, I would imagine books are being literally or figuratively thrown at you all the time. Yeah, it's true. How tough was that to, say, get rid of your books or your other things? Or was it all of a sudden something clicked one day and you were like, I'm donezo with all yeah, this? Yeah, well, that's what it was. So for years, I just kind of like, I always said, I don't like stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but you had it. Which is, is basically minimalism, but like with a different label. <laughs> um, and then I started like learning more about minimalism and I read Marie Kondo's book too. And um, and a lot of things that I've been holding on to because I just felt like I should. I just, I was like, no, I don't need this anymore. Um, and I had, I think, four full bookshelves. Mm-hmm. And now I have about one and a half bookshelves full of books. Um, and so I did a big purge on my books as well, but they were a lot of books that like, I, I would don't plan on reading either the, for the first time because they were given to me or again, cause I'm not a big rereader. Same. Yeah. So most of the books now with the exception, I think I have like six books that aren't signed and mm-hmm. the rest of them are signed. Oh, nice. I mainly just kept the ones that are signed. Yeah. What about any of your other stuff? Was it difficult or had you already kind of pared down uh, yeah. your clothes and your collections of uh, random famous people's teeth i'm not really sure what you collect (laughs) um it wasn't that difficult because i had been kind of like slowly not acquiring things Mm. over the years you know and then um i've moved almost every year since i lived in orlando i moved here in 2009 and so every time i move i would get rid of stuff you know so it was just like a slow slow process until until that big purge last year (laughs) So you should talk to Maria Kondo if that's one way she uh, can encourage people to get rid of stuff is to move a lot because oh, you get yeah. rid of stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's also a great way to like clean. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, there's some crevasses in my house that have not been cleaned since I moved in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Excellent. Uh, let me ask you, you are an author. Uh, you do events for the, or, the Orange County Library mm-hmm. System. Uh, a couple other things, and we'll get into detail on that. But one of the things that you have to do as somebody who self-promotes and promotes other things is social media. Yes. How do you feel about Instagram hiding likes? Yeah, um, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> Um, now I, you could see your own number yeah. of likes on your post, but mm-hmm. you can't see somebody else's Yeah, is the way it would work. They tested this in Canada and they're rolling it out slowly in the U S to see how it works and how people react to it. Yeah. I had heard that they were doing it. I didn't see whether they had done it or not yet. Um, primarily from, so I used to be a book publicist and so I still kind of like think like a book publicist Yeah, and primarily I don't like it because then I can't see what posts from other people are getting high engagement. So it's just a very mercenarial like position. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you're you're seeing what works, yeah. right, in the marketplace. And mm-hmm. so if something works because they used, you know, a person picture versus a cover picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to know those things. Yeah. So market research would be a little bit more difficult to do. Definitely. Though I just post pictures of my food and my pets, so I I'm not really strategic with Instagram. So, But as someone who thinks that way, it's interesting that even though Instagram to you is just a you know, place where you can post that stuff, mm-hmm. you're still thinking about it from a you know, more stra- strategy and marketing standpoint. Mm-hmm. So that's good. How, okay, so let me ask you, this just, the story came out. I wasn't sure how to ask it. So a 41,000-year-old lemming. What? pay an arm or a leg 41,000 year old lemming a young girl in Siberia uh, was digging around near Mm -hmm. a riverbed and found a really really ridiculously well-preserved lemming oh and so she's 14 it was like this really big find and I thought it was pretty interesting yeah good for her arms yeah Yeah, sure okay yeah and just the fact that it's a lemming that survived that long (laughs) that it just jumped off a cliff somewhere I assume. Oh. I think we can assume that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, still around. Good job, little little lemming. You know the lemming cliff thing was is fake, right? Oh yeah, it's fully fake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's still wonderful. It's terrible. Well, I mean, they don't do it, so I, in yeah. that case. Well, I mean, the filmmakers like running lemmings off a cliff so they can make that claim. That's. Did that's they actually run them off the cliff? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. They're like, how do we make these cute little rodents? more interesting Mm -hmm. suicide yeah that's terrible okay (laughs) well now i feel bad oh that's fine i always do after the segment (laughs) trust me uh so let's leave it at this for now cobbler the dessert oh yeah not the uh person who fixes your shoes Mm. pay an arm or pay a leg arm definitely yeah Yeah. i love cobbler um well my family is like from the south my family is from like arkansas missouri so cobbler is a, a staple but also I'm very picky about cobbler. About what kind or it the has quality? Have, like, the right ratio of like breading to fruit. Sure. Yeah. What is that ratio? One to one or more fruit than uh, yeah. breading? I think I would say like 0.75 to one breading to fruit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's incredibly specific. Good. Yeah. And do you have a favorite type? Blueberry. All right. Mm-hmm. With ice cream? Uh, not blueberry. I like apple cobbler with ice cream, though. Apple cobbler yeah. with ice cream. And then are you a pie or cobbler person, would you say? I mean, they're essentially the same thing. They are. One <laughs> is an agent of chaos and one is an agent of order. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Are you an agent of chaos 
or are you an agent of order? Mm. And also, having said that, and you can find out more about Sarah at sarahnicholas.com, Sarah with an H, Nicholas with no H. Yes. You can go there and find out more about the books that she's written and things of that nature, but you have these pen names. So you're sort of Sarah Fisk at work, Sarah Nicholas when you're writing young adult novels, and then on the romance side, you're Aria Kane. Mm -hmm. So I was curious about this. Who everyone's favorite dessert mm. oh like so yeah. for example i am just this would be me making a lot of assumptions aria kane seems like she would be an agent of chaos definitely would like cobbler a lot more mm-hmm. than pie which sarah nicholas might like yeah yeah sarah sarah nicholas would probably eat pie especially because like in a public setting like it's easier to eat <laughs> it's That's not as true. messy yeah Arya would honestly probably just skip the cobbler and go straight for the aperitif. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I like this. Is it hard keeping them straight sometimes? Mm, yes. Oh, okay. Only when I have written a romance novel and then I switch back to young adult and then I find the heat level creeping up more than it needs to. Um, that's, that's pretty much the only time I have trouble with it, though. Very nice. Well, I would encourage you to go to Sarah's website, learn more about her, and we will come back and learn more about you after the song. All right. Thank you so much for that. Let's play a little bit of KT Tunstall. Uh, This seemed like a good uh, goodbye to 2019. I don't want you now. Oh, no. (laughs) Because we're going into a new year. No, I got it. Not because anything was that bad. I mean, maybe it was a bad year. So this could be for people who had a bad year or... For people who are like, yeah, we're done with that. Yeah. And then you can move on. You don't have to live in the past anymore. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Previously, to a certain degree, Feed Me Orlando. That's what Christine Lopez put out in the universe, and the city beautiful has obliged. Christine documents her food adventures on Instagram, not as a food blogger, but as a fan of deliciousness, and she's always hungry for more. You can get hungry too by listening to the last episode with Christine. Now back to the show. What an odd end to that song. I was not expecting that, looking around going, is it haunted in here suddenly? (laughs) Good morning, my name is Nick. That was KT Tunstall. I Don't Want You Now from the album Drastic Fantastic from 2007. Oh, that makes me feel so wonderfully old. Uh, as I mentioned, my name is Nick. I'm here every week with a very special guest. Sarah Fisk is here with me. I almost uh, said three names at once because you go by a couple of different it happens, names yeah. as far as pen names go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sarah Fisk uh, works at the Orange County Library System. Uh, Sarah Nicholas writes young adult novels. And Aria Kane uh, writes romance novels. Uh, or in stories, mm-hmm. um, Sarah, you also review things on Book Riot. Mm-hmm. You have a YouTube show where you talk to authors and publishers mm-hmm. called uh, Pub Talk Live. Mm-hmm. You also do. I'm, I'm just going through the <laughs> gamut here, but uh, and we'll talk about all of these things in general. I'm leading up to something one would think uh, Pitch Wars, which I thought was a really interesting thing that you do as well. So currently you're the managing director, but you've been a mentor and helping out with the promotion of the organization for a number of years now. Mm 
uh, seem like for seven, eight years, almost the same amount of time you've been working for uh, OCLS, mm-hmm. uh, Orange County Library System for yes. the people who don't know. Uh, but that's a really interesting program that I think is not just local, but all over the place. And the idea is that you get mentors and other people together to work with authors who are trying to pitch their books for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, unagents at writers. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do was, after saying all that, taking a step back, um, and I usually save this for towards the end of the interview, but I thought it would be interesting to start here. What was the plan for you coming out of high school? Oh. And what actually happened? Because uh, I, I don't want to bury the lead here, but with all of this writing and reading and reviewing and helping people in the publishing industry and all of these other things that you do, one would think that you have graduated from college <laughs> with a different degree, uh-huh. uh, but you actually graduated with a degree from the University of Florida uh, in mechanical engineering. Yes. So I was just curious, what were you thinking when you came out of high school? Were you thinking, like, I have to go directly into college um, with the level of interest and passion that you have for the publication industry and writing? I would imagine that bug bit you very early on in life, um, (laughs) that you were a young reader and possibly even a young author. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wanted to hear a little bit more about what happened for that transition, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, of course, I was an avid reader. Mm-hmm. Um, that was thanks to my grandma mainly. She had the entire like Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew series. You oh, know? very cool. Um, and she lived in the country, so there's like not much else to do. It was like ride four wheels, four wheel, four wheelers, mm-hmm. and uh, read books. And um, and we would go to the library every week. Uh, in town because she lived like really like when I say out in the country I mean like really out in the country like there she didn't have an address <laughs> and what part of the U.S. was this in Arkansas okay yeah um, and uh, I was really interested in reading and writing when I was younger but then also I'm very good it sounds really conceited but I'm very good at math mm-hmm. and um, when you're especially a young girl who's very good at math and science um people kind of push you pretty hard in that direction, right? Um, And so when I went to college, though, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Okay. When I started, I was a poli-sci journalism double major. And you went right out of high school? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was 17, too, so... Oh, wow. um, Yeah, I I really had no idea what I wanted to do, but... uh, Unlike unlike all other 17-year-olds. That's weird. (laughs) But my uh, classes... I was really bored by them Mm -hmm. and um, I would like I hope no one's listening who would care but like I didn't go to class and I didn't study and I had like a 98 in like every class and I these were just general classes yeah like some of the intro like criminology and yeah 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 stuff like that and um, I was I don't do well when I'm not challenged like if I'm bored then I'm just gonna start slacking off right Mm -hmm. so I was like, I need to find something else, something more difficult. Uh, and I really wanted to be a math major, but I knew that I did not want to be a math teacher. I knew that okay. for sure, which is like one of the very few things you can do with a bachelor's. With a full on, yeah, just yeah. a math degree. Um, and I I don't know how I found out about engineering, but I was like, that sounds cool. My dad's a mechanic, you know, and uh, and I went into it and I had to basically, 
I had all my gen eds done, but I had to kind of start all over with a degree other than gen eds. Um, and I really enjoyed the coursework in engineering. And, um, but once I got into industry, I hated it. <laughs> okay. And how long did it take you to graduate? Six years. Okay. Yeah. I made the decision to be an engineer about a year and a half in. So, so, and that was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a bachelor of science. So you were mm-hmm. almost, yeah. So a year and a half, even though those credits counted, there yeah. were still a lot of other things that you had to take doing a BS versus a BA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And to start all over with math. Mm-hmm. So, um, engineer you have to you have to take calc one calc two calc three uh diffie q and iea intermediate engineering analysis so. and diffie q for those who don't know is differential equations correct thank you former math tutor yes. myself <laughs> uh so was that hard like taking a little bit longer to finish or did you appreciate that a little bit because then you weren't necessarily like just thrust out there into the world yeah, and you I could was, take a little more time i was fine with it um i was very sheltered in high school mm-hmm. and so I really kind of started coming into my own like as a person in college so it was nice to have that time uh and then also I after I switched majors I started a chapter of a national engineering sorority um and so it, how do I how do I say it? that was like a really just wonderful experience you know it was like a really great organization mm-hmm. and so I was happy I was happy to be there Kind of found a tribe. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So graduated, went into the industry, and did not like it. Yeah. Um, And I don't know how comfortable (laughs) you are sharing any of the reasons for that, but was it uh, just the way that you were treated or, you know, there's a lot of uh, discussion around certain industries being very male centric Mm -hmm. um, to the point of when uh, a woman is, is introduced there. Uh, then it's not very comfortable. Um, and I'm, I apologize. I'm obviously no, yeah. making some assumptions here. No, you're right, though. Um, so uh, I was an intern. I did construction management for a large beverage company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and when I was an intern... You know who you are. <laughs> my manager was great. Um, and he um, he never even introduced me as an intern. He always introduced me as, like, engineer. This is a, this is an engineer, project engineer. Um, and he was like, he was re- just really great about like making sure like no one, you know, disrespected me or whatever. And, uh, and I had kind of grown up around guys like him, like, you know, my dad's in the military and my dad's a mechanic and, um, and these were all just like contractors and that kind of thing. Um, but then when I got to corporate, it was a different story. <laughs> um, and in fact, my, my manager there would say things all the time about like my clothing um, he would say like, oh, why, why aren't you wearing a dress? Which by the way, is illegal on a construction site. You can't wear dresses on construction sites. Um, and cause your legs have to be covered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I never said anything, but actually the manager of the scheduling department that sat next to us actually reported him. And when they pulled me into the office to talk about it, the, his boss was like, well, don't you think you're overreacting? And so I pointed out that I didn't actually react at all, like someone else reported it. So, um, yeah. And so there was that. But then also I worked later for another company and I noticed a pattern of like a lot of these companies, whenever something goes wrong, it's less about like, 
how can we fix it? How can we make sure this doesn't happen again? Um, but more about like, whose fault was this? Who can we blame for this? Yeah. And just like the the atmosphere wasn't for me. A kind of a scapegoatish nature to it. And then I would imagine at some point too, you realized that you were missing some creative outlet. Yeah. When I, so I was too. a, like I said, I was a construction engineer. So I got sent to New York, upstate New York for, well, I guess it's central New York for a, um, a project uh, like September through December, I was there, and um, oh, that's a perfect time to be in upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, well, September is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got involved with a writing group up there because I was kind of like dabbling in short stories at the time, mm-hmm. which like I'm a terrible short story writer, but that's besides the point. Um, and they started telling me about Nana Rimo National Novel oh, Writing yeah. Month. Yeah, and um, I, you know, was in upstate New York. Uh, and I was born and raised in tropical climates. <laughs> so, uh, so you were staying indoors? Yes. A bit? <laughs> um, and I didn't really, I didn't know anybody up there. So I was like, you know, that's a good time to try to write a novel. So uh, I didn't think that I could do it, but I actually did it. Like, And I finished way early. So in NaNoWriMo, I was supposed to write 50,000 words in yeah. the month of November. Right. And I finished like on the 18th. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh, maybe I can do this. Um, but that novel is absolutely terrible and no one will ever read it. But Perfect. I've got a copy of, of it here <laughs> and I was thumbing through it. Oh, no. <laughs> and I did very much get that you were cabin feverish when you were writing it. So, um, Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what I was doing then. So it's like it's this weird mixture of, of young adult and romance. And I didn't really know what it was. And it, it's a disaster. But, but um, you wrote it. You were yeah. done with it, and you, I would assume, if you even finished early, you enjoyed the process. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And then I wrote another one, and then I queried that one, uh, and then I wrote another one, and that's you say, the one that finally got published. When Qu- you say queried, yeah. could you expand on that, please? Query is when you submit um, a query letter to a literary agent in hopes of uh, getting representation. So... It's and you just, send a copy of the book with that? Um, you send, uh, so the query letter itself is like back cover copy. It's like a half page, you know, summary. summary. And then you usually send like five to 10 pages along with it. Okay. And then if the sample. agent wants to read more, they request more. Yeah. Nice. So that one is still out there as might, might be something you come back to or it is, <laughs> no, this, I, it's done. I love telling, telling the story, even though it's like really embarrassing. Um, so I, I eventually got my agent with my book dragons or people too. Um, and while we were on submission for that, trying to figure out what we're doing with that, I went back to look at that second book to see if maybe I could like, you know, edit it and yeah. make it publishable. And this was like a couple years later. And I remember when I queried that book, I thought it was great. I thought it was like, you know, it was going to be a blockbuster, whatever, right? Well, and to to go through that process, to put yourself out there in terms of your your creative, this creative venture that you've done, you kind of have to convince yourself of that, right? You have to, you know, uh, say, okay, this is this is good. And then you have to force yourself in some cases to actually push it. Yeah. So other people have them read it or do this query process. Yeah. Yeah. So I went back and read that book and it it was really bad. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe I put this out there. Um, 
But I like I telling have a copy that story. Of that too, right here. <laughs> no. no one has. Oh, actually, a lot of people have a copy of it because I queried it widely. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like to tell that story because I feel like sometimes when you write a book and you're like desperate for it to get published, it can lead you to make rash decisions about your publishing plan. Um, and so if self-publishing had been as easy then as it was now, I might have self-published that. And that would have been obviously a bad decision, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, and sometimes it's hard. It's, well, it's pretty much always hard to admit that to yourself, that the book you wrote doesn't deserve to be published. (laughs) Well, it's almost, I would imagine it's not dissimilar to getting notes from say, uh, the publisher, the editor, the agent, where you really love a chapter, you really love a character, you really mm-hmm. love a even a turn of phrase, and they're telling you to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine it's a little bit like that. But for an entire book to look back and go, yep, that was not something I should have submitted. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you tell somebody that when they're like, that's their second book and that's exactly. their that's their baby at the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, we'll, and if uh, you start asking authors who are published, mm-hmm. Most of them got published with like their fourth to seventh book. Fourth to seventh. Yeah, because you learn okay. so much writing a book. As, so you know. I need to start on the first one. Yeah. And then write. No, just make sure I'm doing this right. The second one. <laughs> and then a third one. Yeah. And then potentially a fourth one might be good enough. But more than likely yeah. it will be my seventh. Some people do it earlier. Yeah, no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, as you'll learn from uh, spending any amount of time with me. <laughs> well, that's good. So uh, you have published now how many books? Um, I have two young adult books published, and I've published six romance, either novel novels or novellas. Okay. Um, not all of those are still published, so. Still available. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did both routes. You did traditional publishing, I think, for both yeah. your YA novels. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you did uh, either self-publishing or uh, I, I, I guess, is there a difference between self-publishing to me is still a physical copy, mm-hmm. but does self-publishing also cover just if it came out as an ebook as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can self-publish in, in pretty much any format. You can even self-publish in audio now. And what was that experience like? Like which one did you like more? Because mm-hmm. I think that authors typically you know, they want to be published. They want to have a physical asset out there. They want to be on the shelf at the whatever bookstore is still open at mm-hmm. this time since it's <laughs> almost the year 2020, so there may not be any left. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that from an author standpoint, you want to have the physical copy. But did you also like the self-publishing on the e-side as well? Yeah, well, so that's the thing is when you're a self-published author, most of your book sales are going to be electronic. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't have the distribution, you're not in bookstores and you're not, you know, libraries aren't ordering the book and that kind of thing. Um, and so pretty much the only reason I had print copies is when I do events and that's pretty much the only time they sell really. Yeah. So you're there and you're, see, I would toss them at people. So that probably isn't the greatest idea. Yeah. It's not the best sales technique. Hmm. All right. Agree (laughs) to disagree, I guess, on that one. But, uh, okay. And then from going back a step, you got out of the engineering Mm -hmm. field. Uh, Did you jump right into publishing? um, And you found a 
you know, you worked on the on sort of the the back end side on the mm-hmm. publishing side, is my understanding. Yeah. At first. Yeah, I it was kind of concurrent. So I started writing that first book mm-hmm. um, shortly be- before I got laid off from that job. Oh, okay. And then. So a very fortuitous turn. Yeah. Uh, and then I started getting more and more involved in the industry, and like, um, especially back then. The, on Twitter, I mean, even now the writing community is huge on Twitter, but um, back then it, it was one of the first communities that like really went all in on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, um, and there were just so many agents and editors giving constant like free advice. Um, and so you can learn so much online. Like I'm so confused by people who who will come to someone and ask like such a basic question, you know, like what is a query letter? Um, because it's so easy to find all that information mm-hmm. online. Um, and I learned so much about the industry then, and I started making connections then. Um, and so I was still working in other jobs uh, while also I was an intern at first. Uh, and then I became a publicist, but the the company that I worked for, the publicist worked was um, royalty-based. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so I was still working, and then I would come home and work at night and work on the weekends as well. Um, and then, uh, I was working for an engineering company and I, it it was no secret to anyone that I was not happy where I was. Uh, and my friend was looking for a job and he, um, saw the job at the library, the event planner, and he sent it to me. He's like, this is your job. And I agreed with him and I applied for it. And that's what I told my now manager. (laughs) Uh, and I took a 45% pay cut. Um, but better benefits. So, and uh, this is at the Orange County Library System. Yeah, you are mm-hmm. the events and programs planner there, mm-hmm. and that's for all sixteen branches. Yeah, we have a team of four planners. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and you concentrate, uh, I think, on the author side. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. So people coming in, but not just authors. You would think of traditional books come do a reading, but also cooking. And things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Um, that seems like a lot of fun. So I plan like author events where authors come and talk to people. And then we have like a local author festival three times a year. We have the Orlando Book Festival, which is going to be in March in 2020. And um, and then I plan like the Writers Conference, which is going to be in January. Uh, but then I also plan all kinds of writing workshops. So we usually have at least three writing workshops a month. Uh, and, and then we also have a, uh, it's called cuisine corner mm-hmm. and, um, it's like cooking demo. And so I plan some of those and, uh, and then we also do other things like financial liter- literacy and you're coming in January to do podcasting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we do all kinds of different things. Yeah. I'll be there. I think January 30th, did we say? That sounds right. Okay, great. <laughs> so somewhere around there, we'll probably look that up during yeah. the break. <laughs> Um, I, we're already at the end of the first hour, so I just want to mm-hmm. leave it with one question. Um, you mentioned the Orlando Book Festival. You mentioned uh, conventions that you go to that, you know, you can go and meet authors mm-hmm. and find new books. And I guess from an etiquette standpoint is one thing I really wanted to ask about because I like to go up and talk to people, but I may not uh, purchase something. Mm. I'm relatively comfortable with that, yeah. having worked as a vendor at different markets and things like that and having gone to a lot and made friends with uh, different people who are doing stuff. But, you know, there's still part of me that was reticent to do that, like not even like kind of walk by and not make eye contact yeah. because I didn't 
want to, I, I had no intention of buying the book, mm -hmm. but I, I like to talk to people. I like to talk to people who are doing creative things. From an etiquette standpoint, having been on both sides of the table, mm -hmm. what would you recommend for someone to do in that vein if they're coming to the Orlando Book Festival or a convention or something else? Yeah. Like, how should we interact with the authors? Yeah, I think authors are always happy to have people, readers talk to them. However, from an etiquette standpoint, if there are other people there who might be buying, buying the book. Oh, sure. Get then, out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Let them go first. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think especially because a lot of times when you have an event like that um, I, and I've been to plenty, you don't get a lot of traffic, you know, especially if there's an event where there's like really popular authors and then there's you yeah and 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 so sometimes you don't get really anyone coming up for a while um and so i think it's always good to like chat with people and get to know people sure. and, and if you ask for like a card they're more than happy like that's you know that's almost as good as <laughs> selling a book <laughs> well yeah especially if they do the follow or the repost or the mm -hmm. like or those sorts of things yeah all right very good yeah Sarah, we're at the end of the first hour. All right. Yeah, it goes by quick. <laughs> I'm enjoying to talk to you. Sure. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, let's play another song to sort of take us out of 2019 on this New Year's Eve Eve. Uh, this is Ben Harper with Amen Omen. Omen? How do you say that? Like a bad sign? Or a sign. Omen? I don't think it has to be a bad sign, does oh, it? Oh, I guess. Yeah, it Amen, usually has a omen. negative connotation oh well great perfect for 2020 uh <laughs> this is from the album diamonds on the inside on wprk winter park florida you're listening to a certain degree and sorry if you want to learn more about sarah uh she's on twitter she's on instagram you could look up uh sarah there but the best place to go is sarah nicholas.com mm -hmm. sarah with an h nicholas with no h mm -hmm. did you also register sarah nicholas with an h just to be on the safe side no, but now I'm thinking I should. I'm going to go register yeah. it and then I'm going to sell gonna, it to me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Do you like podcasting? Do you think you may want to try it? Then join me, Nick, I'm, I'm Nick, at the Orlando Public Library downtown to talk about starting your own podcast. I'll talk about equipment, guests, software. I'll cover it all, including microphones, which technically falls under equipment. Register for the event at OCLS.info. Now back to the show. Mini Boone on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Man Woman from the EP on Mini Boone Mountain. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. Every Monday I'm here from seven to nine. And every Monday, I have a very special guest. Sarah Fisk is here. Yes. Hi. And she's super excited. We were, uh, I mean, already during the break, we were brainstorming for this next segment. That's true. Which is, of course, <laughs> Bad Business Ideas. Bad Business Ideas. It's time to be just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. Yes, bad business ideas were the too tight hat on the head of innovation. Now, I already know this from the conversation we were having during the break. We came up and brainstormed 
lazy rivers in people's houses, yes. which would be fantastic. So yeah. it could either be designed around or we could retrofit your house with a lazy river. Yeah. Based on the dreams that I had when I was 10 years old. Yes. Uh, again, so you're an imaginative person, <laughs> which is why you're going to be great at this part of the show. All right. Plus, just based on all of the things you're doing, as we <laughs> talked about during the last segment, and if you missed any of the show, you can uh, subscribe to a certain degree. Uh, you can also listen at to a certain degree.com. You're good at business. I mean, just based on everything that I've heard, you're good at business. That's not as important as being imaginative. But in Bad Business Ideas, I will present to you two incredible schemes, mm -hmm. guaranteed successes. Your job is to help me maybe edit and improve them a little bit, if there's even room for improvement. <laughs> uh, but then you choose one and start it up completely on your own. My part of the transaction and this is a transaction, stops when you pick an idea. Your part of the transaction stops years from now when the company is successful and you turn it back over to me. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. And then we both get lazy rivers in our houses. That is correct. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because the practice bad business idea I have is water related. Oh, okay. So just to get us, get the juices even more flowing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> flowing. Uh, yeah. Kayaking. <laughs> okay. Paddle boarding. Uh-huh. Canoes. Yes. What do these all have in common? Water. That's right. They take a lot of effort. So many oars and steering and moving your arms. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Until now. Mm -hmm. We're going to apply self-driving car technology to tiny watercraft. All right. So you can just sit back, relax, and enjoy without all the effort. Take a nap if you want. Mm -hmm. Trust the artificial intelligence to take you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Somewhere. <laughs> so some ideas for names, rock the boat, mm. floaty hammocks, water beds, because basically that's what it'll be. Mm -hmm. If you're just, if you don't have to paddle or anything, you just lay down and sleep. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to be on the water at that point, but that's what makes it a bad business idea. I slept a lot on the water when Did I was you? a kid. Yeah. Cause yeah. my dad, you know, would go out fishing and I would just like nap. Hang out with him. So you're, I'm going to put that out there as maybe yeah. one of your bad business ideas if you don't <laughs> like either one of these two. Sarah, may I call you Sarah? Oh, yeah. Great. Sure. What do you listen to when you're writing? What do I listen to when I'm writing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What inspires your brain yeah. through your ears to make words with your hands? Um, Which is, I guess, the most natural way I could have asked that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, most of the time I don't listen to anything. Actually. Nothing. You just yeah. need some silence. Yeah. Uh, you need to clear your head. Music can be a distraction for some people mm -hmm. when they're doing any kind of creative process. Yeah. Some people like it. Some people don't. Excellent. But we're going to come up with our new company, a new way to inspire writers through their ears mm -hmm. to make words yeah. with their hands. I really, you're going to have to help me with the wording yeah. there. <laughs> with our patented technology, which you'll have to patent and I was also say, did you, apply for a patent? you will also have to invent it. <laughs> we will create soundscapes that make authors write a lot of words per minute. Mm. I have some examples now oh, I'm going to no. plug in. <laughs> now, the idea here is that if you're hearing something, it might inspire you to write a story around it, yes. right? So that's something a little bit different, I think, than uh, just listening to music or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So as someone who doesn't listen to anything, I think this will be very interesting because, you know, you, maybe this will inspire you to listen to something. So are you ready for the first one? Sure. 
Okay. Feeling anything so far? Like I want to take a nap. Okay, but writing-wise, oh. do you want to write about a nap? No. <laughs> I actually do listen to ambient mixers sometimes, okay. so, yeah. All right. Well, there's a little more to this one, so oh. just give it a second. Are there seagulls? There's goats. Oh, okay. Did you look around to see if the goat was in the room no. for a second? Because that's what it looked like. I just needed to look away. <laughs> Bowling pins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what is this inspiring so far from a writing standpoint? Is that? Okay. A clock chiming? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, this kind of, oh, there's a. More goats. It's like, what is it called? There's field bowling, all right? Gl- yeah. Grass bowling. Yeah. Yeah. Do that with some goats. So it's a People gra- love things with goats. Like yoga and stuff. Perfect. Yeah. So we've got goat yoga, lawn bowling, and some sort of clock. Yeah. I feel like a story is just brewing in your mind. Yeah. So I'm going to distract you with another. Well, there's nothing that makes you creative like a ticking clock. Cra- yeah. Having a <laughs> deadline really does help. So here's another one. I want to see what you think about this one. What? That's a metal lark, <laughs> which I think is just a, a an inspirational type of bird. Mm. Inspirational. I don't know if it's a real bird or not. Creaking doors. Mm-hmm. This sounds terrifying. Okay, so maybe a, a horror yeah, book definitely. of some kind. Yeah. Which I don't write, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, young adult, there can be some terror in there. They're pretty much, yeah, all, oh gosh, pretty much all horrors from a certain angle. Yeah. To a certain degree. Oh, thank mm. you. You owe me a quarter for saying that out loud. <laughs> okay. Horse. Yep. And some carnival music? Did you mix this yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, this is not professionally done. You're so very talented. At all. (laughs) I wish I had a marketable talent, yes. (laughs) All right, and one more. Uh, I think this is the one with the lasers in it. Oh. Because I really wanted one with lasers. I know you have a sci-fi sort of bent to you. It's quiet so far. Mm Mm-hmm. that you're the writer you tell me (gasps) i'm having flashbacks to when i was a barista and the timers would go off (laughs) oh okay oh laser action yeah yeah so maybe a barista on a foreign planet that'd be cool yeah you have a barista droid oh yeah i like that yeah and then maybe the barista is driving away. Oh. On the motorcycle. Making an escape. Yeah. No, that makes sense. All right. So the name of this company is, of course, uh, Sound Mind. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that one so far? I kind of love it. Yeah? Yeah. So was uh, was the length okay for you? Like about a minute for each one of these <laughs> snippets? Or would you want this ambient noise with different little things going on yeah, like, you, to be much longer? Yeah, you need it longer. Okay. That's good. You don't write stuff in a minute, then. Mm, not usually. Okay, well, good. Tweets. That's what. I oh yeah, nice. Uh, well, I didn't know with uh, nano 
Rymo. Yeah. Is that how you say it? In a Rymo. Okay. Yeah, I usually like to write in 20 minute spurts. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Because then I get up and stretch a little bit. And because, like, I'm a little obsessive. So I'll set a timer for 20 minutes because if I won't, then I'll write for like three hours. Yeah. And then my body will hurt because I haven't moved. So that yeah. makes sense. And do you uh, edit while you write? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, okay. my first drafts come out pretty clean, actually. So then we also need the soundscapes for when you're editing. <laughs> yeah. Because maybe then you're going to add the meadow lark mm-hmm. in afterwards because all of a sudden you're hearing it for the first time. I do. Yeah. For me, especially, I write um, my first draft is usually plot and dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my first round of revisions is adding in like setting. So and and birds. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really don't like birds, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. We're digging in a little bit I'm, here. I'm like scared of birds it's one of my phobias really yeah okay i'm so sorry i put so many birds in this <laughs> it's okay uh sarah that was just idea one. Oh. there's still another idea okay uh and technically you know there's still that boat one floating around yeah. as well get it floating around snow oh okay it's a thing that happens in the north yeah i've heard from what i understand it piles up mm-hmm. it's it's there it's always reminding people that it's there what happens under the snow that's where we come in. <laughs> Our new company, Snow Job, will market warm weather destinations while you're trying to make your way through the tundra. Hmm. How, you ask? Yeah, how? Oh, good, you did. <laughs> pop-up ads, literal pop-up ads. We know people love them online. Yes, people N- love them. Now they will be IRL, mm. which I think means in real laughs. Oh. I'm not sure. No. What does LOL stand for? Yeah. Uh- we don't have time for that. Either with rakes or some other mechanism, again, you'll have to come up with this, uh-huh. probably patent it. You have a mechanical engineering degree. Yeah. I'm just saying, I kind of wrote these for you. <laughs> these ads could be simple posters, maybe a small screen. They just, but they pop up and they mm-hmm. scare people. And, you and know, scare people. Yeah. That's that, a good That is obviously a yes. reminder, a way to get more impact, mm-hmm. I think is a marketing term. It's, it's very surprising. I think is the Excellent. key to it. But it could be like a, a small LCD screen that pops up. A uh, snow job could also work in the fall when there's mm-hmm. leaves on the ground, and that could just be a rake. That could oh. be advertising for rake companies. Oh, yeah. Right? You step on it, hits you in the face. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just remembered I need a rake. Yeah. Look, here's one. <laughs> I guess they could just take that one. Yeah, I was wondering. Uh, the beach, even mm-hmm. though you don't like to go, uh-huh. could still pop up out of the sand. Yeah. And that could be an advertisement for some delicious beverage. Got it. Yeah. Of some kind. I had a frozen banana on the beach. That was really refreshing. It could be a frozen banana. Yeah. From the from the uh, Bluth banana stand. <laughs> Any number of things. So having said all that, mm-hmm. we've got the boat idea. Yeah. We've got Sound Mind, which is the soundscapes for authors. Yeah. And Snow Job, which yeah. are pop up ads to scare people in the snow and other places. Yeah. So any it's, improvements? It's you really make. funny because I don't. You, there's Is no, it really funny? Th- there's no way you would know this, but my one of my senior design projects was to design a, a under sea water scooter. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like the divers use to like yeah. tow them around. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I have a little bit of experience in that. In under or some sort of water device. Yeah. 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 
Um, but do you like the idea of taking a kayak? You're sitting on a kayak. Do you normally use your arms mm-hmm. like some sort of manual laborer yeah. to go places? Not that there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> but I feel like there is. Not the manual labor part, but mm-hmm. the actual using your arms to go places. Yeah, I feel like it's Putting just an, an expansion on, on like the motorized razor scooters. Yeah, but yeah. then also taking away the Control. steering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just program it in. Maybe there's an app. Mm-hmm. Beep, boop, boop, beep. This definitely sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bad business ideas <laughs> sound like the beginning of horror movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so then, Sound Mind. So you yeah. have some experience with it. Do you want? Okay. I'm just gonna put this out there. Yeah. Do you want to do all three? Because <laughs> I know you got plenty of time. Yeah, I do have a lot of time. Um. I, I don't want to do the third one because I feel like you're just asking for, like, lawsuits. I That is also the sign of a bad business idea. Yeah. Like, um, literally asking, can we have a lawsuit, yeah. please? I was raising my hand there. But then the I was like, well, what if it was a hologram? Then you could, like, walk right through it. Oh, yeah. would be fine. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's like a lot of sci-fi shows. Yeah. There's, like, advertising everywhere in digital I don't know. Holograms. I like it. I'd like the expansion from s- like leaping out of the snow. Yeah. To just holograms everywhere. Yeah. Okay. I'm in for that. That wouldn't be annoying at all. Yeah. 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 So you'd have to invent hologram technology that would work <laughs> on that level. That seems That'd realistic. Be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pencil it in for Saturday. Okay. So, great. Yeah. But that is not the one you're leaning towards. No. I so like the sound one. Sound ones. Yeah. Soundscapes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I listen to ambient mixer sometimes. If there's like a a distracting noise, mm-hmm. I'll listen to something, uh, usually like a coffee shop sound or, um, and that's really cool because you can program it to randomly play and then you set like the frequency. So you could have the goats like randomly play every like one to two minutes and you could have the bowling strike every like three to five minutes just to switch it up. Would it be better if you knew what noises were coming or if it was a little bit of a surprise oh definitely better as a surprise okay great and just i know since you've published some books (laughs) if you had sound mind as part of the process for writing your books percentage wise how much better would your books be at least 2.5 percent. 2.5 that's not bad yeah that's not a bad percentage change (laughs) for just listening to something yeah Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Put that on the marketing material. I am not going to because <laughs> that is going to be all you as oh, well. Yes. Is marketing uh, and selling. Um, all the liability will, mm. of course, be in your hands as well if there's any potential lawsuits. Yeah. Uh, for the, you know, what may or may not be subliminal messaging that we include oh. in the soundscapes. Yeah. Well, you could, I mean, that then. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get advertisers to chip in there. I'm not saying that's something you should do. I <laughs> want to remain in a state of uh, active uh, or believable denial. Oh, okay. In all of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if that were to happen, eh, yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, good. So Sound Mind, you're going to take that and run with it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go ahead and register that URL anytime now. And you already know a lot of authors, so this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So let's leave it at that for now. Let's play another song. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll play Shirley Scott for dancers only. Another uh, tune to get you moving into 2020 on this New Year's Eve Eve.
Okay, you say that part. That's fine. <laughs> Great. She's Sarah Fisk. You can learn more about her at sarahnicholas.com. That's Sarah with an H and Nicholas with no H. I like saying that because my Nicholas has an H and I mm-hmm. always kind of wanted it not to have an H. Oh. Because then it would be a little more, you know, interesting. Yeah. But I have an H. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, you'll hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. January is a time for new beginnings, and that also applies to local journalism. Beginning in the latest issue, the College Park Community Paper and the Downtown Community Paper have merged into the Community Paper. If you live in College Park, Soto, the Milk District, Mills 50, and Downtown, check your mailbox. If it's not in there, it's available at any number of local merchants and online. I can't stress it enough. There are a lot of great writers, a lot of good info about what's going on in and around the heart of Central Florida. Check it out at yourcommunitypaper.com. Or if you like the feel of newsprint in your hot little hands, pick it up. Back to the show. Shirley Scott on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was for dancers only. Good morning. My name is Nick. Here with Donut Talk with Sarah Fisk. <laughs> Sorry, we were just talking about uh, donuts of the world. Donuts we love here mm-hmm. in town, uh, places that we go to. And so, um, yeah, I'm really hungry now. Yeah. Maybe someone should bring us donuts. Maybe they should. We'd have to tell them where we were, and I don't feel yeah, comfortable don't do with that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could just bring them almost like a ransom drop and just leave them <laughs> at XYZ. You have half an hour to get there. Yeah. Or else. Or else. Something. What? Oh, did you want no. an actual <laughs> threat of some kind? Uh, how about this? Or else you'll have to take a pop quiz. Oh. Oh, which you have to do right now. Oh, no. Sarah, uh, you can find <laughs> out more about Sarah at sarahnicholas.com. Sarah with an H, Nicholas with no H. And right now you're going to find out how good she is with... Uh, Maybe something literary related. So we've got Simon Time, Simon Time Trivia. Oh, okay. To do the trivia today for her. Do you participate in trivia? Do you do a lot of trivia? So I'm like, I don't know why. I feel like I should be good at trivia, but I'm really, really not. Okay. I just like, even if I know the answer, I just like panic and forget everything I've ever known. So Perfect. So do you want me to tell you the stakes for this quiz? Because there are several. What are the stakes? Okay. So get... Two or fewer right, mm-hmm. so most wrong. Yeah. Um, then we become bitter enemies for the week. Oh, I've been looking for an enemy. Oh. Oh yeah. Do you need? Do you need one? <laughs> sure. Everyone needs a like nemesis. It, it'll make your life a little more interesting mm-hmm. and compelling. Okay. Well, yeah. then you might want to just blow this uh, this quiz. I might anyway. Get four <laughs> or five right, uh-huh. and then I become your best friend. Oh, okay. I need so, a new best friend too. So either way. Yeah. I need to know your itinerary for the week. <laughs> Things you love, things you dislike. For example, mm-hmm. I know you dislike birds. Yeah. So if I become your best friend, friend, singular, I will keep birds away from you. Oh, that's nice. If I become your most bitter enemy. Oh, no. It's birds all the time. <laughs> it's bird bath. Oh. It's bird box. We're going to watch bird box, <laughs> by the way. It's uh, even have birds the in birds. It? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll still watch it. I'm just curious about it. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Did you watch it? 
Um, I did not. But because it's called Bird Box. Yeah, but it's based on a book. It is. Um, I didn't read the book either, but I perfect have heard discussion about what it's about. So. This is great. Yeah. This is great. I feel like we're almost best friends or bitter enemies already. Yeah. Why not both? I mean, <laughs> kind of two sides of the same coin. Uh, so let's get started, shall okay. we? We'll turn it over to Simon Time. Hey, hey, Nick. This is Simon Time, the kingpin of the quiz. And appropriately enough, I have five literary character questions for you and Miss Sarah Fisk. So without further ado, I will give you a quick description of a famous character from literature. I need you to identify them. So here we go. The very first one. We start off easy. Name the literary character who is obsessed with the white whale. White whale. Ishmael. Ishmael. No, that's a, that's the first line. Yeah. Call me, Call me Ishmael. Ishmael. So who is into the white whale? Mm. Who has a crush? Maybe they're the leader of the ship. Yeah. Captain Ahab. All right. Let's see if you're correct. <laughs> the answer is Captain Ahab. Yay. There you go. One and oh. See? <laughs> You, yeah, I did panic there. You saw you, it, right? It was, it was yeah. very nice. It yeah. was a good amount Thanks. of panic. <laughs> Do you mind taking any picture or video of you panicking? Please don't. Please okay. don't. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, all right, good. Yeah, let's go on to the next one. Okay. <laughs> There's only four more. <laughs> Your second question. She is the antebellum belle of Tara. Scarlett O'Hara. The answer, Scarlett. O'Hara. No, you didn't even pause. You no. did nothing. So I read have, that book when I was 13. It had like a huge impact on me. Really? Yeah. So in what way? Like, did you want to be a Southern Well, one, Bell? I was just like did really want... impressed that I read a book that long. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I remember just being fully immersed in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Going back to the Captain Ahab and the White Whale, of course, that was Moby Dick. Mm -hmm. Do you have... Anything you're that obsessed with? Mm. No. Well, no. Think about it. Yeah. I think you do. You think I do? Mm -hmm. Do you know what it is? You have a white whale. Oh. Okay. I'll okay. think about it. Let's go to the next question mm -hmm. while, you're, while you're considering the answer yeah. to that one. <laughs> For question number three, give me the name of the real Lion King... Of Narnia. Oh. What? Aslan. Right? That king's name is Aslan. Very yeah. nice. Three, you're out of bitter enemy territory, oh. by the way. I'm a little disappointed. Seriously, the face, <laughs> the crestfallen face, ladies and gentlemen, that Sarah just made. All right. Well, we can work something out. Okay. It's only for a week. I could, I guess, if yeah. we could become best friends, then we could do bitter enemies afterwards. Mm. And then maybe it even has more meaning. Yeah, that's true. So maybe we could have some sort of falling out mm -hmm. and then go directly into being bitter enemies. That's a good idea. That sounds fun because we could spend the week being best friends yeah. trying to figure out what the, the falling out will be. Mm -hmm. That'd be really yeah. good. All right. <laughs> Did you read uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe or any of those series? Uh, I think I listened to it on audio yeah. when I was um, working on uh, in, in New York. Yeah, Sci-fi and fantasy is very famous for doing a lot of series, you know, mm -hmm. anywhere from a trilogy to 
uh, let's see, the Wheel of Time one, which yeah. I started reading when I was, uh, you know, like 16 or 18 and was still going strong. Unfortunately, uh, Robert Jordan passed away, but mm-hmm. they still published. That was like 12 books. Yeah. Um, did you ever have or do you have a favorite as far as science, finish, uh, science fiction or fantasy goes? My favorite book, which has been my favorite book for a long time, and I actually did reread it, um, is The Giver, mm. which is, you know. Yeah, that's speculative, a series, right? Yeah, uh, it is a series, kind of. It's very loosely a series. Oh, okay. It's set in the same world is really the the main got connection. It, yeah. Got it. I haven't read it, so I wasn't mm-hmm. sure about that one. But so on the reread, did you still like it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sometimes that happened with me with uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and then did not happen with many many other science oh, yeah, fiction related for sure. books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Next question. Yeah. For question number four, this man has a most unusual portrait, according to Oscar Wilde. Yes. Um, Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you're right. The answer is, of course, Dorian Gray. Very nice. Four <laughs> questions. We're best friends. But let me ask you this. And I guess if you get five questions right, we should be super best friends. Mm-hmm. So then the following like out will be even worse yeah. for it. If you had a Dorian Gray situation, mm-hmm. you had to protect this picture and you could stay young forever. Yeah. Where would you keep the portrait? Um, I imagine in a safety deposit box. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for anybody listening, we know all your secrets where you would keep oh, that portrait. Because yeah. obviously you're super young looking, so that it might be a Dorian Gray situation. That's a sunscreen. You gotta wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, I have not done that. Okay, question number five. BFF mm-hmm. on the line. All right. And the final question. Give me the name of the literary character who is known as the man of La Mancha. Oh no. Are we not going to be best friends forever? Mm. Are you looking it up on your phone? Where, my phone's over Okay, there. I just wanted to make sure. You were looking down at your hands, so. No, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm having that black, the blank mind problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Who is it? The man of La Mancha. Hmm. Donald Duck. Donald Duck. <laughs> Why not? Wow, you're you're onto something there. Yeah. With the name. Don Quixote. Oh. Ah. <laughs> that would be, of course, Don Quixote. Yay. Nick, Sarah, have a happy new year, guys, and we'll see you in 2020. Thank you, Simon. Simon Time Trivia on Facebook. He does, I'm not sure what his holiday schedule is like, but he typically does trivia around town seven nights a week. One of the hardest working uh, people in trivia. Yeah, we used, actually used to go to one of his trivia nights when I first moved to Orlando. Oh, did you? It was him and someone else. It was two names, though. Uh, Curtis Earth, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Well, thank you uh, very much, Sarah, for that. Thanks. I'm, I'm I glad love, it wasn't I love terrible. <laughs> the subliminal, like, Donald Duck, that was the name you pulled yeah. out because in the back of your head somewhere, somewhere I knew it. you had Dawn. Yeah. But And uh, guess who my favorite Disney character is? Is it Donald Duck? It is 100% Aww. 
the underdog Donald Duck. Do you like the ride at Epcot? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's relaxing. It's very relaxing, <laughs> especially after all the tequila bar. Um, so mm-hmm. moving on, let's play a song and okay. we'll figure out our schedule for the week because mm-hmm. we're going to be hanging out quite a bit. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to go see Cats tomorrow, so you can come to that. In 100%. <laughs> I've heard that is a really interesting movie. Yeah. It's going to be an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we? Um, yeah. Let's talk about what we're doing before <laughs> how we pregame for that. Tori Amos with Pretty Good Year. It's a little bit on the nose, but it's a good song, and I haven't played it in a while. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Every week. That's how often I'm on the radio with amazing people like Sarah. These are people who are doing something neat in Orlando with food, music, art, improv, comedy, education, and so many other things. Consider subscribing to the podcast. Just go to a certain degree.com for a link to your favorite podcast network provider. Now, back to the show. Tori Amos on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Pretty good year. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree, and it's almost time for us to get on up out of here. You're kicking me out. Is that how people say? leaving time get i feel intimidated um sarah fisk is here published author (laughs) wonderful human being she works at the orange county library system Mm -hmm. she does all of these wonderful amazing things if you missed any of the show by the way you can go to a certain degree you can subscribe and uh uh listen to the entire conversation but you can also find her all over the internet Mm mm-hmm Um, and find ways that she has provided information about either writing events or the writing community here in Orlando, Mm -hmm. about ways to be a better writer, about how to get published, about any of these things. So let's just go through a couple of them real quick, and then we'll talk about what's going on at the Orange County Library System, because I know you're super excited about some of the events you've put together, Mm -hmm. especially a super handsome guy that's going to be talking about podcasting towards the end of January. Yeah, I heard he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. Uh, So uh, if you want to learn more about, uh, so for example, you just posted a bunch of stuff that's going on in the literary community here in Orlando to the Orlando Literati Mm -hmm. Facebook group Mm -hmm. or Facebook page. uh, So you can look at that. You write for Book Riot. I do. And so you review some cookbooks, some young adult stuff. Yeah, we don't um, really review. Not so much yeah, review, I apologize, but recommend. you recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always interesting to see. Write some opinion pieces, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, and so you can read some of her stuff there. If you want to find her website, which has links to Book Riot, her books, her young, her two young adult novels, uh, you can find that at sarahnicholas.com. That's Sarah with an H, Nicholas with no H. It's just fun to say, too. Yeah, I say it, too. <laughs> like, it, it makes people realize that it, it is that way. Um, twice a month, you host a YouTube show called Pub Talk Live, mm-hmm. which is with authors and literary agents, publishers, yeah. that sort of thing. So you're interviewing people and talking to them about it's it's more industry based. Yeah. Would it you is. say? Mm-hmm. And so this is for people who are would you they are already in, they're already writing, they've already yeah, written something. I think it's or for is people it... who want to be more informed about the publishing industry yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like 
and really don't make the same mistakes that other people <laughs> have made. Learn from uh, people, get some advice, and do that sort of mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So along with all that, you also write uh, romance books under yes. the name Aria Kane. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. You're concentrating on young adult right now. Yes. And I would imagine it's hard to cross from, as we talked about earlier, uh, from one to the other, do both <laughs> at the same time. So it's probably good to uh, do that. Let's just talk one more time about Pitch Wars yeah. as well. So you're the managing director of that. You've been a mentor for a number of years. That's a group that gets together that helps mentor uh, young authors or people who haven't necessarily... We just say unagented, yeah. Unagented so. authors, find agents, um, spruce up maybe their uh, yeah, query and their pitch. Yeah, we do a revision on their book. Oh, on their book. Yeah. Okay, so as a mentor, you get somebody's book in, you read the whole thing and give them some advice on it, mm-hmm. and then maybe also help them in some capacity with their query to get representation yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. We actually take mentor applications as well. So um, oh, okay. if someone wants Just to be a mentor, process. yeah, look out for that. Probably in like March or April, I would say. Got it. So let's end on and with the Orange County Library System, which is my favorite library system <laughs> in the world. No, and I'd say that it sounds facetious, but it's a fantastic library system. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's so much going on from, you know, I talk a lot about the Melrose Center and Jim Meyer, mm-hmm. uh, who's the managing director there, was here recently. But there's so much going on mm-hmm. uh, at the different libraries. And in one of the hats that you wear, you're one of the events and program planners there. Mm -hmm. And so you've got some interesting and remarkable things coming up in the library uh, this month or January, January, where you would probably be hearing this. Tell us a little bit about (laughs) it. Yeah. So um, one of the biggest things we do is January 25th, we have the OCLS Writers Conference and it is a free one day writers conference. Um, And you don't have to be at Orange County resident to attend but you do have to register ahead of time because it does fill up um and we have 21 workshops going Mm -hmm. on that day and you can also get a free headshot as well the melrose center photography instructor is doing free headshots for people in the morning and it's a it's a it's comparable some conferences that would cost like 150 dollars to attend and we get to do it all for free thanks to the generosity of the instructors Um, We have literary agents and editors who come as well as writers who teach workshops. So, um, and then we have writing workshops going Mm -hmm. on all the time. Um, And so if you want to get more information about those, you can always go to OCLS.info slash writers corner, all in word, no caps. Um, And then you'll be able to see all the upcoming writing workshops we have, including yours is going to be on that list as well, because a lot of writers are looking into getting into podcasting. Right. So, so we're doing an intro to podcasting. Yeah. So I'll be helping out specifically for that audience, but also, you know, a couple of things. A lot of people think or get intimidated by the technology side. And mm-hmm. really, that's not that much about the technology side. Yeah. It's more about just starting. The content. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is weird because writing is also about that. Yeah. Content hmm. is king. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. We'll find out on the 30th yeah. or somewhere around there. <laughs> well, and Sarah, just so uh, one more plug, if you go to Sarah's site, you can also find out that she does speaking engagements mm-hmm. about all of these things, about publishing, self-publishing, traditional publishing, finding an agent, 
So if you need her to speak at an event, that's where she and I met at Florida BlogCon. Yeah. And you were talking about the publishing industry and that sort of thing there. Uh, you can always have her come out to your school. Yes. To your business. Sure. <laughs> to your conference. Yeah, definitely. Other things Anything. as well. I couldn't yeah. think of any others right there. Like that was a lot of pressure. Women's groups. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Wonderful. You can do that <laughs> as well. Uh, and you'll be at, uh, I'm sure, upcoming conferences. Uh, and there's one coming up in uh, Daytona Beach. Yeah, the Coastal Magic Convention. It's yeah. a it's a reader-focused convention for urban fantasy and paranormal romance. Very nice. Vampires and stuff. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Not just vampires. <laughs> That's not the only undead. Yes. From my understanding. I mean, they're oh, not real. You didn't ask me about zombies. During the like or dislike. How thing. do you feel about zombies? I hate them. Okay. <laughs> but As I know you ask other people. So I, I have remembered. in the past. I try to change yeah. it up on occasion. So why or and what are you referring to? Zombies in real life or zombies as a literary device? Yes. Both. Yeah. Hate them. Well, okay. So I'm a big scaredy cat. Okay. Don't tell anyone. I, I won't tell anyone <laughs> else. Um. Yeah. And zombies just freak me out. So you don't like horror movies? Mm-mm, no. But you're going to see cats tomorrow. <laughs> That's my kind of horror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Everything tracks so far. Uh, but what about as a literary device? Do you feel like it's overused? Do you feel like it doesn't? You don't need that. Doesn't even appeal to you. I in do the, feel in that like format. often the metaphor can be heavy-handed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I wouldn't know because I don't watch them. <laughs> But you have to have read. A no, book, I maybe? yeah, I've I've seen a couple of things and read uh, Forest and Hands of Teeth, Forest of Hands and Teeth, which was a young adult. Um, I read that one because everyone was said it was great and it was well written, but it was still a zombie book. And my sister had to like walk my dog with me for a week after I read it. So. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> great. Uh, just for the record, Sarah Fisk, not a scaredy cat. In case anybody's listening. Yeah, definitely not. Just got to make it clear. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So that is it for the show. Let's shake hands. Oh. I had to wipe my hand down. (laughs) I mean, I'm a little nervous because, you know, you're super cool. And I'm sitting here like normal guy interviewing super cool person. Oh, come on. You're super cool. (laughs) We're best friends now. (laughs) We are best friends. So let's leave it at that. Uh, Ulrich Schnass will be the last song for the week. Far away trains passing by. Kind of goes with the soundscape idea from earlier mm-hmm. today. And uh, you'll hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to a certain degree. Have a great week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to a certain degree. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe. When you subscribe, you'll get one full interview and one mini-sode every week. That's two for the price of free. Also check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Just a reminder that this episode and every episode is recorded live on WPRK 91.5 FM. You can listen live every Monday at 7 a.m. on your radio or streaming on the internet. That's when shows are at peak freshness. Thanks for listening, and I'll truly miss our little talks.